0: Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans or fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. Okay, Brewer fans and Brew Crew Review listeners, welcome to another episode of our podcast. Uh, my name is Craig and joining
1: me today is Vince Truvado. How's it going, Vince? Hey, it's going great, Craig. Do we have uh, Scotty on? I think he was trying to get on or Chad.
0: Uh, they they're they're, te- they're not really technically inclined apparently, but um they could pop in here at any <laughs>
1: point, so hopefully that'll be
0: a little treat for our listeners. Um, yeah. So again, not sure when you listeners are listening to this, but uh, we're taping this on the afternoon of Wednesday, September thirteenth. The Brewers have eighteen games left in the season. The Cubs, who are trailing them four games in the standings with NL Central crown, have sixteen games left. Um, so just. What is your confidence level, Vince, before I I, I throw out some numbers, uh, and the Brewers taking the NL Central at this point?
1: Um, that's a good question. I know that our last podcast, you asked me my confidence level in Brewers making the postseason, which I pegged at 90% at that point, and that was over a week ago now. Um, obviously, the the division's a little tighter than the wild card race, but I would say that our chances... Of, uh, boy, I hate to put odds on it. I'd say I'd say above eighty percent. Let's say 3 percent chance of winning the division. I'm not a Vegas guy, so I, I don't really know. How, but I do think that we've got a very good chance of winning the National League Central at this point. I've always maintained that the Brewers are the better team than the Cubs uh, this season. Um, you know, obviously we still have our offensive question marks. Um, I, I just think that our starting rotation in our bullpen put us in a in a much better position than the cubs to win the division so um i think our chances are very good
0: yeah i agree i think mine's now after a week or or whatever since our last podcast i i think that since we've maintained and actually gained a couple games in the nl central brace here i actually feel the brewers have about a 90 percent chance to run away with the division title now just because with that many games left let's just say the brewers don't have the best two weeks, I still feel that they'd be a 500 or above. So let's just say they go nine and nine. If they were to do that and the Cubs 18 or 16 games left, because we have two more games and the Cubs, just how the schedule played out, they would have to go 12 and four just to tie us. Assuming they were to do that, they probably would win the season series against us because they'd probably need to win at least two of the three games that we end the season with against Cubs at, at Amfam field. So uh, still, I think that's way too tall a task for the Cubs to do in a 16 game stretch to win 12 of the 16 games. Now, there's obviously other scenarios that the Brewers could go well under 500 and that get, leave an opening for the Cubs with our pitching and and, and our improved hitting. Uh, I, I just don't see that, that as a possibility. So anything can happen, but I'm pretty confident that we're going to be NL Central champs and therefore hosting um, wildcard series. First week in October, that's pretty exciting. Again, nothing set in stone. There's still yeah. lots of games to be played, and hopefully we can – I mean, obviously we have some big games here against the Marlins still coming up, and uh, this weekend at home against the Nationals. I feel we're going to have advantages in all those games. But uh, let, let's just speak real quickly about the amazing performances the last week of the Brewers' Big Three. And we'll go back, starting
1: yeah.
0: – Starting okay, the Brewers had, were on the cusp of sweeping the Yankees for the first time since 1972 in New York. Unfortunately, uh, we end up losing the game Sunday, but let's talk a little bit about, let's let's spend a little bit of this podcast talking about Burns' performance on Sunday against the, and just overall that game against the Yankees, and then we'll go to Woodruff's complete game shutout against the Marlins on Monday, and then Peralta's amazing uh, game yesterday against the Marlins, and also his amazing second half uh, of the season. So um, let's start yep. with Sunday in New York. Uh, what were your observations? We each got to see a little bit of that game um and uh, oh. <laughs> it was a historic game by a lot of measures, but unfortunately, oh, it came up on the short end of the stick.
1: Yeah, so we had the first couple of innings on the radio. We had a we had an errand to run. Unfortunately, on the other side of Houston, and so we were listening to the game though on the radio. And we got back home in like the maybe the fourth inning. Or so, right? um, we had had plans later in the afternoon, uh, to go somewhere. And well, we got so hooked on the game that. Without even <laughs> me having to ask, and obviously I wasn't gonna go anywhere uh, once uh, you know the seventh inning was on, but um, without even having to ask, Lena was like, "Hey, yeah, we're, we gotta stay and watch this game." So um, we ended up both sitting there and watching every pitch for the remainder of the game. I I know that you know Brewer fans, of course, we were all disappointed in the outcome, um, but to throw a ten inning no hitter in Yankee Stadium, going for the sweep, uh, that amazing catch with Sal Freelich and Joe Weimer in right field, outside of the outcome which I know our co-host Scott in our pre-production meeting was kind of making fun of the Brewers because we still lost the game, but that truly outside of the outcome was one of the most exciting baseball games I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it was just awesome. This back and forth, uh, you know, offense going back and forth in the extra in the extra inning component of this game was one thing. And that's exciting enough, but to take a spitter through 10, um just great. I mean, it was dropped with every pitch. There was you know, great defense. There was, Everything that you could store in a baseball game outside of us getting the actual W, um, it was it was just incredible. And, you know, I, at least we still took the series. I wish we would have won the game, I would, you know, because we would have at this point have now won, having won two games against Miami and two games before that in New York. We would be on, you know, five-game winning streak at this point. But I still, it was just awesome, uh, everything except the end result.
0: Yeah, so for the Brewer fans that didn't get the chance to tune in and really find out, uh, Carbon Burns went eight innings um, of no-hit baseball at Yankee Stadium. Um, he was at 109 pitches going into the bottom of the ninth. Unfortunately, the Brewers had not scored up until that point, so even if they had finished off the nine-inning no-hitter, the Brewers, the game would not have been over. Uh, it would have gone ten. so I think – that and the fact that I think he might have tweaked his ankle or something. Like he did get pulled for the bottom of the ninth. Devin Williams came in, he pitched uh, a hitless ninth inning. And then, uh, even though the Yankee or the Brewers un- unfortunately then f- failed to the score in the top of the tenth, even with the runners starting on second and the bottom of the tenth, uh, Uribe, um, Abner Uribe also uh, had a clean inning with no hits, just a one walk, two strikeouts. And the bottom of the 10. So the Brewers had actually gone through ten whole innings with a combined no hitter, which is pretty incredible. Um, in fact, no team in Major League Baseball had ever thrown a combined eleven uh, inning no hitter. It was completely unheard of in baseball history. We're talking about so yeah, it was before, pretty before, anything,
1: well, before any type of no hitter I mean, combined one. It was like anything at all.
0: And yeah, I mean, it
1: was you were, we were going through baseball history there.
0: Yeah, so unfortunately, once again, the Brewers not scoring the top of the 11th, um, and so you go to the bottom of the of 11th, and I'm actually thinking with the runner starting on second, the, the Brewers could have a historic leavening no-header and possibly even lose this game, I mean, uh, without a hit. Uh, unfortunately, Orlando uh, Cabrera of the Yankees broke up the no-header in the bottom of the 11th when the jo- uh, Yoel Piams gave up that hit and also uh, the run... Um, oh, and I should – actually, I should i should uh, back that. The Brewers did score in the top of the 11th, so we were actually going to win the game and throw the no-hitter um, at the bottom of that inning. But anyway, um, didn't happen. They tied the game. Brewers scored two in the top of the 12th. Unfortunately, Andrew Schaafen gave a two-run homer to uh, Stanton in the bottom of the 12th and tied up, and then the Brewers ultimately lost the bottom of the 13th. But anyway, it was a near-historic uh, game. And unfortunately, Brewers came up on the short end of the stick. We did win the series in, in New York, to, uh, two out of three games. However, so um, anyway, it was a pretty exciting game and un- unfortunate outcome. That brought us back home to AmFam Field on the Monday night, September 11th. And the Brewers offense came to life after being uh, not not so well on that Sunday, but 12 runs on the board, September 11th, Monday at home. And Brandon Woodruff with a complete game shutout. The first one in two years for the Brewers since Adrian Hauser did it in 2021. Um, That's really good to see. Him coming off the injury list for a good portion of the season and really getting amped up and ready for the playoffs. And you can see a a guy like him, a workhorse starter, go nine innings. You know that he's ready for the postseason. So that's, as a Brewer fan, there's nothing better than to see that.
1: Yeah. I mean, everything was exciting. And I I think it does it be repeating. It, It is you know, worthwhile to remember that the Brewers did win, you know, the first game at the Yankee stadium. So you know, despite that game on Sunday being a disappointment and its final result, um, you know, we still came back. We had, uh, you know, a road trip where we went 500 on the trip, but a little disappointing series and in Pittsburgh for sure going one and two out there. But I, I was very happy with the way that the team played in New York. Um, obviously this isn't the Yankees of old with um, their current roster issues and well, just issues generally, but Um, You know, it is still the Yankees and we're still on the road. So I was really glad that we were able to at least win the series out there. Absolutely. Very cool. See,
0: and then um, the third game of our big three that I want to point out, Fred Peralta um, just last night, which was Tuesday, September 12th, um, pitched a heck of a game, uh, seven innings, nine strikeouts, only one run, um, and which was a leadoff home run to lead off the game, actually. And beyond that, he settled in and he's had an unbelievable second half. Really, ace like he'd pretty much be the ace of almost any other team, or at least twenty-six of the leagues in the team on in the, in the league or whatever. So, with that being said, um, and I'm even looking at the ticker as we're as we're taping this, and then the Cubs are playing afternoon tilt against the Rockies, have three nothing lead and they've blown that already, so it's three three. So again, the confidence just keeps rising here. Um, I really feel that the, the, I, it's my hopes and my my actually thoughts that that three game series end the season against the Cubs, we'll already have the division wrapped up. And that series will be a huge series for the Cubs, not for us, the fact that they'll be still battling for a wild card spot, Um, but we'll see. So basically it's really done. uh, The Phillies look like a shoe in for the top wild card spot, even at this point, but it looks like for the last two wild card spots, it's going to be a four team race between the Cubs, um, the Marlins, the, Reds and the Giants, really. uh so four two of those four teams are going to probably make spot cards and the other two are not. So hopefully it comes with one 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 of the two teams that are not, and hopefully we can aid to that. Um but anyway, um so really, it's exciting to me. I noticed that just today I noticed that the Brewers, for whatever reason, are starting Tyler McGill today and also have Adrian Hauser coming back off the I l tomorrow start tomorrow afternoon's game against the Marlins. So, what that does, right. I, I figured this out that the Brewers have actually already lined up so that their big three, starting with Burns, followed by Woodruff, and Peralta, are, are set to go for the first three games of what would be card playoff. So, I think that they're going to get regular pitching up until that point. Um, but, you know, and anything could happen injury wise or whatnot. But I really feel that the Brewers yep. have already have enough confidence that they're lining up the rotation so that that happens um, and that we're all, our horses are ready to go to win a very pivotal. Wild card, hopefully match with all three games being at Amfam Field. So hopefully I can be attendance to some of those. I know you might be busy some of those days' Vince, but uh, I'm sure you'll be watching from afar, so,
1: yeah, I will be., uh, yeah, I'm getting married the first week of the playoffs, so there is that. But um we'll still be in, you know, we try to time the wedding so that the games would be going on uh, after the wedding is is actually concluded. so um, you know, uh, we we weren't going to miss Brewers playoff game <laughs> just for a wedding, so uh, we will be paying attention.
0: <laughs> and I don't want—I don't mean to
1: get—I
0: don't mean to uh, um, give you crap or whatever. Uh, but I actually think I'm not sure how Major League Baseball is going to schedule because there's going to be three wild card uh, – oh, no, sorry, four wild card series, three game series all happening no, at the same I, time. So I, I'm not no, sure I know, there's going to be I, night games. There's probably going to be some afternoon games. But I'm sure the Brewers are one of the biggest draws, and I'm sure they'll get the nighttime slots, so you shouldn't have to worry. <laughs>
1: too much. No, I'm just kidding. I I obviously – yeah, I can't schedule around that. Um, we are we, we, we are aware, though, that it is a playoff uh, baseball week, and uh, we will, I'm sure, be able to tune in in some way, shape, or form. So don't send don't any spoiler text, you know, that you'd be there if we were having – Uh, you know, friends at the wedding. So I will be, you know, keep my phone at a distance. So if the brewers are playing, um, since I know that you'll be texting me spoiler alert, so we will not be uh, responding then to the game, just so you know. And I would
0: like to say that there's a small chance the brewers can actually still get a first round buy if they were to catch the Dodgers for the second best uh, division winner record. But um, they're currently, I think, like six and a half, seven games behind. The Dodgers for that spot. And there's just not enough time to make up that much ground. So unfortunately, it looks like the yep. shoe in that the Braves and the NL will be the number one seed and the number two seed is the Dodgers. Now, the thing that gets me really excited about this playoffs, is not like we're gonna have those first three games at home, most likely, but beyond that series, if we do advance, obviously as a number three seed, we'd be playing the Dodgers, as the number two seed. The Dodgers in my opinion, have a very weakened rotation right now. First of all, it's been announced Walker Bieler will not be coming back this season from injury, which is huge. Uh, also, yeah, um, Julio Urias um, has had his locker cleaned out and name tag take off his, because he was just unfortunately caught on tape having a domestic violence incident and basically the Dodgers are done with him supposedly. So he's yeah. out. Um, and then you've got Clayton Kershaw, good old reliable. Well, he's dealing with various ailments and is a little bit injury prone right now. So they obviously have some nice young pitchers led by like Bobby Miller and Emmett Sheehan or whatever. But I mean, overall, Ryan Pepiot, I should mention, but I mean, these guys are going to be pretty green mm-hmm. compared to our you know, KG veterans. And so I really feel now flip side of that, their offense is unbelievably better than ours. Obviously they got Mookie Betts, uh, Max Muncie, Will Smith, um, oh, I forgot Freddie Freeman and uh, even J D Martinez. The the, yeah, top no, the have line. a really
1: good team, Craig like they're they're super solid, so I yeah I would not be taking the well, Dodgers too lightly. Yeah, with that being said, oh. I
0: think our starters and our bullpen is vastly superior, and therefore I feel that in a five game series we'd have an advantage against them. So, assuming we could get, oh. you know, by the wildcard round, I think we can get by the Dodgers, which will probably lead us into uh, a seven game series in the NLCS against the Braves potentially. However, wow. the Braves. The Braves might have to also get by the Phillies, who knocked them off. The Phillies, by chance, by um, you know, are the reigning NL champions and did knock out the Braves of the playoffs last year. So that's a distinct possibility. They're division rivals. They have good pitching, unbelievable hitting themselves, and so not saying that I want to pick my poison, but if that were in that scenario where the Phillies knocked them off, the Brewers would actually go back to having home field advantage for the National League Championship Series. And again, this is all dreaming, but the, at this point of the season as we hit the penalty wow. race, that's what we're doing. So I'm just trying to lay out the possible path to the World Series in the NL for the Brewers, and I feel yeah. that when I when I really map it out that I think the Brewers have a real good chance if they stay on this course. Uh obviously the wow, number one thing is they're they're really healthy right now. Their starting pitching is healthy. Well, with the one caveat our one of our best hitters Christian Yelich has had some back flare-ups, but I think that he's been given rest now this week so that he can get over that issue uh, as we head toward the playoffs. But um, outside of that. Wow,
1: I really love your optimism this year, Craig. You're more optimistic uh, this year than any year I've ever probably experienced with you. And we've been friends since 2001 or so. So that's that's awesome. Um, I'm not quite there yet. No, I I still think this team has a – I don't want to be the wet blanket. But, you know, there's a lot of offensive holes on this team. I – I don't think that we're that yeah just play devil's advocate I don't think that we necessarily have the the offensive depth I think that our bench is pretty weak uh maybe he can help that a little bit he's you know started off well his first two Brewers games um I just don't know that this team is currently constructed has the offensive firepower that we're going to need in the postseason. we do definitely definitely the pitching so there's that so that's a huge plus and that is a definite strength um over a lot of these other teams I just you know, I I really think that there's still some gaping holes. I, I that I hope that we can you know course correct a little bit. If we are. You know, maybe we're hitting our strike at the right time, kind of like the 2019 Nationals did, and kind of like the uh, even the 2021 Braves did. You know, teams that were really good that uh, but not maybe the best teams in the league that got hot though at the right time. So there is def- definitely that aspect of it. Um, so maybe you're right. I I. Yeah, I don't know. It obviously remains to be seen. My biggest problem is, is just how we fared against the Dodgers and the Braves um, on the season series. So that that's my biggest concern is just we have not looked good against those two teams. And it seems like when we play the, those better teams in the National League um, – So we haven't, you know, we aren't able to to, to play our best baseball. But who knows? I mean, anything that happened in – Well, I mean, obviously
0: in some of those series, and I remember distinctly actually attending a game against the Braves where Colin Ray started, uh, I feel that we're not going to be – we didn't necessarily have our best pitching forward at that time or even hitting it. When we face them, but I mean, not yeah, to but the Braves excuses. could
1: say the the Braves could say the same thing too because they had starters that were going those series that they wouldn't have in the postseason. I, I'm just saying that no, you're absolutely you're absolutely right.
0: both the Dodgers and the Braves, and well, the Braves in particular have like probably one of the historically great offenses this year, like historically good. Yeah, I mean, they've got yeah the best hitter not of this season but probably of their generation, and uh, Ronald Cunha at the top of their lineup, who's got who's on pace for like a 40-home-run, 80-seal season, which is just freaking ridiculous. Then they've got yeah. Matt Olsen, who's just about to break their single season. Um, the Braves' single season, he just tied it with 51 home runs, home run record. That's more home runs ever hit in one season by Hank Aaron, Eddie Matthews, uh, Dale Murphy, oh, or yeah. or Andrew Jones. So, in fact, well, he Fipper just tied Andrew Jones. G-
1: so,
0: Anybody, yeah. So that's a pretty good uh, company to pass. So they've got him. Um, obviously Ozzy Albies up and down the lineup they're just pretty stacked even the former Brewer Orlando Arcee is having one heck of a year at the plate so I mean they're really good I mean there's no doubt about that Uh, but with that being said I just don't think any historically good playoff teams do well with top of the rotation pitching and I feel that our top three starters best it's it's like going into a poker game with three, with and again, this is where the phrase comes from, but basically having three aces in your hand. You know that you've got this to play, and they're going to trump the other other cards that are going to be played by their teams. Now, obviously, there's a little bit more that goes into it with the hitting involved. But, I mean, I really just feel that, especially with, as you saw what they did this week, what they're capable of. I mean, you're talking about Burns, eight no-hit innings. You're talking about a complete game shutout by... Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta, who'd probably get the second half Cy Young and, and all if they are such an award. So, I mean, how can you not be excited about this team in the top of the rotation? And then you've got good old Wade Miley, the magician there, probably be available for a fourth game. And even Adrian Hauser coming back to health. I mean, this team is ready. Uh, obviously, I think that we have some some major question marks on the offensive side, but some of these veterans like Canada has been doing great. Um, Carlos Santana. So, I, I mean, I really feel and oh, the big pickup that happened uh, since our last podcast brought, was Josh Donaldson. I know I was a little bit against that, but you never know. He was a former MVP of the league in the AL, I think, in 2015, and he's obviously age and he's 37 years old now, and his his skills are degrading, but he's still got plenty of pop in his bat, and he could just get hot at the right time and be an unbelievable addition too to a lineup that's desperately need of some offense. So.
1: We'll see. Yeah, hey, that sounds great. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm uh, hoping that your scenario happens. Obviously, we're, we're rooting for it for sure. I'm, uh, I'm a little more skeptical, as I said, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to help, uh, you know, just cap that a little bit right now and, and just join in the excitement because, you know, anything can happen and uh, we can analyze it in the offseason and, and, and kind of see what, what actually transpires. So, no, I'm. Well, obviously, the flip I'm, I'm side of my optimism. Hope, I'm truly hoping for your, for
0: your scenario to unfold. Well, and, and again, I'm just kind of mapping out a path to the World Series, and it seems like I, I really like the, the, the possible path that we have if, if we stay on this trajectory. Obviously, the flip side of my scenario is we could tank the last 18 games of the season big time. The Cubs could catch us. We could lose the first two games of the wild card and be <laughs> sitting already in the off season. So, um, yeah. all this optimism can go out the window fairly quickly. But that happens to any team in the playoffs. So, I don't know. I just yep. feel like it's there's a something about it that just makes me feel like, Hey guys, it's the Brewers turn for once. And, and again, we could have a stronger team next year. Those are nothing like that's guaranteed though. So I I really feel like we've got to run with this opportunity that's presented in front of us with the Cardinals having a terrible year and a lot of the NL, the other NL contenders outside the Braves and the Dodgers, I feel like that we're better than so um, we'll see. Um, So before I wrap up this podcast, I guess I didn't want to mention one other big piece of news that happened uh, this week and that's um, former Brewers president of baseball operations David Stearns um, has been hired as the president of baseball operations of the New York Mets and uh, again this is something as Brewers fans have seen coming for a while that's so why I want to congratulate him part of me was like oh whenever we leave it da- lose David Stearns I'm gonna be really sad or it's gonna suck uh, but I just don't feel that way at this time I mean he did, but I do want to give him tons of kudos for the for the fact that he did build a winning team. I mean, for each time that he was president of baseball operations, we really improved greatly to the point where we made the playoffs four straight years. And and if you're gonna come up this year, it'd be five out of six years, if hopefully knock on wood that that happens. And really, he was the architect to the structure of this team. So you've got to give him playing kudos. And he obviously, in my opinion, was one of the best general managers in Brewer baseball history for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, you know, just his track record speaks for itself. The team, obviously playing in a different era, than the you know, late 70s, early Brewers uh, teams did. But um, the team was successful enough to make the postseason a number of years. Uh, during his tenure, he got hired in 2015, and the team made the playoffs in 18, 19, 20, and 22. So, I mean, that's uh, – that's, sorry, in 21. That's four years. Uh, during his tenure that the team was able to go to the postseason and um, obviously fell short of winning world championship, but I still think that as far as uh, for his GMs go, he certainly ranks uh, very highly. I, I think that um, he's also, uh, and what I give him the most credit for is that he was able to build some organizational structure to have some permanent continuance. I think that you're seeing that already this season with Matt Arnold. Even though, you know, Arnold's his own man, and he's his own GM, I still think that um some of the things that David Stearns implemented have kind of, you know, trickled down through the rest of the organization. So you're seeing, you know, his hand, so to speak, still over the product on the field, uh, not only this year, but we'll still, we'll still see it in the years to come as long as Matt Arnold is here and who knows t- who takes over for him someday. So you're going to continue to see that um, uh, throughout Brewer's history, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we wish him the best, but unfortunately he's still going to NL team, so we don't wish him too well. But I really think that the Mets are going to learn, are going to benefit from having him. I mean, if you look at the Mets owner, Steve Cohen, and the fact that he threw a ton of money at free agents in the last year or two, uh, really building what was supposed to be like a pretty pretty much a contending team, they're missing on the playoffs this year. And so Sometimes when you have someone a guru like David Stearns in your organization and that can build up and the depth of the organization and through the draft and through free agent pickups or whatnot, um, that's just as valuable as someone, an owner that can just toss tons of money at valuable free agents. Obviously, it'd be nice to have a mix of both, and I think the Mets will probably have that going forward. So they're going to be formidable once David Stearns gets his footprint on that organization. So best of luck to him, I guess. And, and he will be finally remembered for his time with the Brewers. But, uh, you know, I, I think the Brewers are in good hands here without him uh, moving forward. And let's hope that uh, this is, this, this, this year next is a, one of the Brewers magical seasons. Cause I, I really feel like our window is this year next and, uh, and after that we'll see what happens. So yeah, um, all right, Vince. Well, thanks for your time today on the podcast, and really excited. Obviously, going as we're sitting here, middle of September, pennant races are heating up across the league, and the Brewers are in the midst of a good one. And just as another yeah. little smile on our one's face, as as we're taping this, the Rockies have now taken a five three lead over the Cubs, and I just feel that the Brewers' mm-hmm. magic. You have to start watching the Brewers' magic number to the division title because I think it'll be dwindling quickly here in the next week or so, which will be exciting. So.
1: Oh, that's. That's exciting, Craig. And you know what, before we wrap up, I did just get a text from our anonymous source, Tom Carter. He says there are problem quote, problems in the Cubs clubhouse. Uh, chemistry issues continue. Dot, dot, dot. Don't tell anyone that it's me. Sincerely, Tom Carter. Oh, wow. That's
0: some good inside information for, from TC. Again, um, we're only supposed to be calling him by his initials or uh, not, in, or just, he said he could use the information without even giving any type of credit, but we like to give credit where credit yeah. is due. So,
1: you know what he is putting—he uh, is putting that into a follow-up tech here. He goes, "Please again, do not use my name, Tom Carter. Just say you don't even say T Carter, or Tom C. Just don't don't mention anything other than the information." So, that's that's from that's uh, from Tom and Greenfield, Tom Carter in Greenfield. All right, I want to thank one of our
0: our number one listeners, Alex, for tuning in once again. Um, and we're looking forward to some playoff baseball. So uh let let's root on the brewers and get to that point here as we we finish up september so all right we'll stay class yeah. wisconsin and go
1: brewers go brewers do, 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 do.